The Money Heroes Podcast from Young Money, supported by HSBC UK. Hello and welcome back to the Money Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hart, financial journalist and father of three. In this podcast, we hope to guide you through your journey to develop your child's financial education at home. As a parent myself, I always look for new ways to engage my children on the topic of money. And the Money Heroes storybooks and games have been incredible in helping achieve this. I hope that the resources have also inspired you to begin or expand money talks with your children at home. Well, it's been a while since our last conversation. Welcome back, and I hope you've all had a lovely summer's break. We have a very special episode for you today, and I have some exciting news to announce. Are we ready for this? Money Heroes is launching a range of resources on financial education and sustainability to coincide with the UN Climate Change Conference 2021 in the UK. And this will support HSBC UK's priorities surrounding money choices affecting the planet and encourage children to consider the connection between money and their local and global communities, a topic which is at the forefront of everyone's minds at the moment. Super exciting, right? Well, later in the podcast, we'll hear Russell Winard, Young Enterprise Director of Programmes and Services, and Peter Charlesworth, Chief Operating Officer at Zella, discussing how to support children in making environmentally friendly choices to help them to save money and understand the consequences of our choices. So stay with us for that. Now, I mentioned the launch of our exciting brand new resources. These include storybooks and activities on financial education and sustainability. And I'm pleased to announce that our Key Stage 1 storybook series, Ed and Bunny by Matt Carr, is back with another title, Ed and Bunny Raise Some Money, where children will learn all about raising money to help the school go greener. And that's not all. Our Key Stage 2 chapter book, Super Stories for Money Heroes by Emma Norrie, is also back with another exciting title, Super Stories for Climate Heroes, where children will go on a journey over two short stories to discover and raise awareness on food waste and fast fashion. Activities have also been developed following these storybook characters to continue the learning journey. You can read both ebooks and download the related activities now on the Money Heroes platform. Now, as children grow older, they learn about the important role money plays in our lives. They'll begin to understand links between money and other factors affecting our everyday lives, such as how making a sustainable choice also helps to save money. It's vital to encourage children to consider the connection between money choices and wider issues affecting their local and global communities, including how our everyday money decisions impact the environment, changes we can make to help save the planet, and how we can be responsible consumers. There are many connections that children of all ages can think about when it comes to these issues, and it can be very beneficial to have open conversations in your household to save money while caring for our environment. Ask your child to think about the environmental and financial benefits of conserving energy and water, food waste and fast fashion. There are only a few areas where choices around spending money also directly impact the environment. When it comes to energy, you can ask them to explore different sources of it and how we can save energy. 
In terms of fashion, they can think about quality versus quantity and identify the opportunities for reduce, reuse, and recycle. Think about food waste. How much food does the school kitchen waste? And what about transport? Can they think of greener ways to travel? This is an opportunity for your child to get hands-on and creative. Do they have a garment that they no longer wear? Ask them to think of ways to upcycle the material. Look in your fridge. Is there produce that's going out of date? Challenge your child to put a meal together with foods that are near their expiry date, with your supervision, of course. You can also ask them to design a flyer, encouraging other family members, friends, and your wider community to be more aware of their choices too. We want to support young people to start thinking about what's important to them, what skills they have, what they can do to make a difference, what resources they might need to contribute to their families and to the wider community. There is an opportunity to explain the various ways that children can make a difference through their financial choices, and that all methods to achieve sustainability goals are valid. So on now to Russell's chat with Peter Charlesworth. Chief Operating Officer at Zeller, where they discuss the link between saving money and the environment. Russell Winard is Young Enterprises Director of Programs and Services and was our very first guest on the Money Heroes podcast. Along with his position at Young Enterprise, Russell has contributed into numerous inquiries and reports advocating the importance of financial education for young people. Peter Charlesworth is the COO of Zeller and their sustainability platform provides the actions and journeys that businesses should take to reduce their energy consumption and publicise the company's sustainability credentials. Peter is an experienced board director with a track record of fast growth businesses and successful exits in telecoms, digital music and sustainability. Prior to Zeller, Peter set up and grew Carbon Statement, this business provided the energy, water and waste management for many of the largest hospitality companies, including Costa Coffee, Weatherspoons, Café Rouge, Burger King, Pizza Hut and many others. What an amazing track record. The Money Heroes Podcast. Developing financially capable children together. Welcome, Peter. Very excited to have you here today. What an important topic. Hello, Russell. Yes, and thank you for inviting me. Um, sustainability perhaps is the most important topic of our and uh, future generations. It's rightly in the news and will be for generations to come. We're hosting the world's COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow in a few days' time, and governments around the world are responding with commitments to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So it's properly a big topic at the moment, for sure. Absolutely. No, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. It's super important. And, and young people themselves, this is a particular area of interest. So, so yeah, really, really important. Zella offers support to a variety of sectors, and one of them being sustainable education, which I'll be drawing on just a, a little bit today. And I wonder, Peter, if you could just tell us a little bit more about the value of sustainable education. What does it involve and why is it so important? Uh, yeah, thanks, um, Russell. The, the sustainable education is nothing short of a critical subject uh, at the moment for our children today. It's absolutely critical that they understand and, and get familiar with it because it will form the bedrock for their work opportunities in the future and our opportunity to um, look at climate and manage climate change going forward. It also provides a practical sort of fun and 
understandable framework for introducing and explaining many of the critical education skills, things like English and geography and, and maths and science. Um, sustainability can be used and presented as things to do. You know, children love the practical things to do, anything that's practical that they can measure and, and how full of each of the waste bins uh, each week to look at the annual energy consumption of your family. Anything that, that really drives um, an understanding of sustainability in the family home and in the school environment um, is going to be really important for their future going forwards. Yeah, thanks. It's, I mean, it's really interesting to hear you say about linking it into other contextual things that are going on, whether that's English and maths in school or whether it's things that are going on at home, because that, that is exactly what we do with, with financial education, making it real and relevant. And one of the areas for financial education is that starting early. And, and you know that Money Heroes works with young people from age three to 11. And all of the research tells us that starting early is a, is a really important thing. Indeed, um, habits around money and finance begin to be formed by age seven. So working with young people prior to that is super important. And I just wondered whether that is the same that you find in relation to sustainability, that, that starting early is, is really crucial. Oh, absolutely. It's an interesting concept that um, I've had with my children as they um, are very young. Uh, you're often surprised by their ability to absorb information and take it in and they replay that back to you. And I think there's a real opportunity to do that with sustainability because it's practical. It's something you can actually do with your children and they can get involved. And importantly for children, it also helps them to understand those things and ask those questions and that's really important I think in later life uh, when they're doing that I mean I certainly see that as um, children are coming into the work environment uh, and then asking intelligent questions of, of businesses about sustainability often to the, the shock of the business managers or business owners um, who were surprised that, that they're really taking an important view on that and actually making some decisions based on that so I think it's really important to empower children and get them to ask intelligent questions and then really to understand it because it's something that is a differentiator for them as they enter the work environment. Yeah, establishing those those mindsets early and 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 having young people questioning, I think I think that is really really important and it's you know it's great to hear that that then flows through quite significantly into how young people are then making their own decisions and and maybe informing others as well. Um even in the workplace as you say. One of the, the areas that it would be useful to get some insight from you on is is this coming together, really, of, of financial education and climate change or sustainability, because there, there are some quite important links there and, and how we can bring both of those together to encourage children's healthy habits as they grow older. Uh, yeah, sure. There, there are many things that affect climate change, um, and a lot of them can be measured uh, and quantified and if you measure and quantify, then you're able to work out how to save and, and then understand what the results might be of saving energy or saving or reducing the, the waste. So taking positive climate action um, is often measuring and then reducing the waste and financial savings can be used to measure and quantify this quite easily. A classic example might be um, solar panels. They produce electricity. It's quite easy to quantify the amount of electricity they generate. Uh, you can use 15 pence per 1000 watts, one kilowatt, 
if you like, multiplied by the daylight time and you have an approximation of the cost of savings. So easy calculations to do with a simple piece of equipment like a solar panel and uh, you can easily come up with a number. So understanding the financial aspects of sustainable components is actually a really useful thing to be able to do at home. Even if you don't have a solar panel, you can you can understand the details from, from the internet quite easily. It's also easy to calculate the carbon emissions from coal, oil or gas fired power stations. You can find that off the internet. It's a amount of carbon dioxide usually per kilowatt hour or per thousand watts. Uh, so you can work out the carbon emissions saved that relate back to that solar panel. And it's an easy thing for you to adopt at home or in the school classroom. Understanding biodiversity is the other bit that's important for bees in pollinating our crops. And our crops produce the cereal that we eat in the morning. Um, just the link between the environment and the um, cereal we eat is important. Super. Yeah, I, I think that tangibility that you mentioned, the ability for young people to actually see the difference that it's making, I think I think that's really important. I and mean, one of the things that we all or many of us have in our homes now is a is a smart meter. And potentially for for a young person, there's something quite intriguing about well, how do you how do we reduce the, the consumption of energy and using the smart meter to, to measure that. One of the areas that we focus on in Money Heroes is on energy saving light bulbs. And uh, we look at the differential between cost of an energy saving bulb and that of a non-energy saving bulb. It might be a little bit more expensive, but also what, what that means in terms of the longevity of the bulb and the energy consumption of the bulb as you're using it. And in the longer term, it may well be a cheaper option, but it needs that initial slightly higher investment and I wondered as a father yourself whether there are any tips that you can give to to other parents on how to be a, a savvy shopper because none of us like to spend more than we should be spending but how we can be savvy in our, our shopping and spending habits whilst also making environmentally conscious decisions. Yeah, sure. The the LED light bulb is a great example. Around 70% savings in energy for the same light output. It's easy to calculate why you should buy LED bulbs. Buying thermostatically controlled radiator valves, these are just things that attach to the radiator quite easily. You'll need a plumber though, and, and they um, they just turn off the radiator when the temperature of the room reaches a certain amount. And you can have different rooms at different temperatures and it saves um, a lot of energy. Uh, behavioural things, you know, don't have the windows open and the heating on at the same time and make sure your fridge and freezer heat exchanges are kept clean. You know, really simple things to do and interesting activities for kids for sure. Buying from the shops, well, um, look for the eco badges on products and you'll you'll see them on quite a number of products now and then try and work out why they are eco. You know, what, what is it that they're doing to be economically sustainable? Uh, you know, washing up liquid, cleaning products, clothes, you know, they're all worth checking out. It's all our responsibility to do this. You know, I think everybody has talked about it a lot. But I think if we start actually taking action and every time we go shopping to take a look at the labels on the products and understand where the clothes are coming from, and then you can take a, a reasonable position on, on all of that. But just understanding it is a great um, top tip, if you like, for me in that area. And just on that point one of the challenges that I've had when I've spoken to other people around this is that quite often the more sustainable more environmentally friendly choice does cost a little bit more and for some people that that's not affordable is that always the case or or are there choices that we can make that don't cost us anything more but but do have that that greater sustainability it's a mixture. Some of the sustainable options are more expensive. Um, and then you need to make a call um, in, in the family about um, 
whether you're prepared to spend a little bit extra to buy, say, an eco uh, washing up liquid instead of um, a leading brand, perhaps, or whether you think um, that saving is um, something you're prepared to put up with. And I think a lot of people are now making the choices for eco products, even if they are a little bit expensive because they realize the impact on the environment. Having said that, a lot of the eco products are, if you shop um, wisely for them, uh, you can find them at, a, at the same or lower price actually than, than non-eco products. And I think it's good practice for everybody to, to really check out what the options are in, in the areas and shop economically um, and sustainably if you can. No, super. That's really good to know. Just an example of that. Recently, I um, I had to, well, not not that recently, not not with the huge price hikes, but I had to change my energy provider. And I, I noticed that the green tariff was exactly the same cost as the non-renewable tariff. Um, so that was a very, very easy choice for me to make. It's, it's really good to know. In terms of your work with parents, with young people, um, what do you find are some of the more common concerns or questions with regards to parents talking to their children about sustainability? Many um, parents and indeed business people, uh, adults as well, often talk about the use of shock tactics. And they see the news uh, and they see a lot of emotive words like climate crisis or extinction or we're doomed or there's some really emotive words that they use uh, to try and frighten people into doing something and and there is a a whole wave of people that are taking that approach and i think that's perhaps one of the biggest concerns that parents may have uh, with respect to that i think that we have the responsibility to present a much more balanced view uh, on all of that and i think that that's probably the biggest thing that um, I, I would think about um, parents or children concern with with sustainability they, they're getting shocked into thinking they need to do something rather than being educated about it and then making the right reason for the right choice mm, no that's it that's interesting do, do you ever find that there's sometimes an upwards education coming from the children to their parents at all <laughs> yes indeed it's becoming more and more uh, obvious that children <laughs> know uh, a lot more about sustainability than than many adults uh, and and that's really great and i see it most effectively in in um, in business i mean i work mostly in business rather than my in schools I and mean, my wife's a, a teacher of of 3 and 4 year olds so I, I do get a little bit of of that but but mostly i get it from from businesses who say that the the new recruits or the new people that are coming into the business uh, area asking them about the sustainability and how sustainable is the company uh, and what can we do about it and how can we make it better uh, and they're finding that they need to do things about it and they're handing the responsibility to the new recruits to say well what can we do uh, and that's a very interesting dynamic because it means that the children who are entering the workplace have some value to add in, in this area and I think that that's only going to get more and more important as we move forwards. Agreed, agreed. It's a, it's a really positive thing. We we see the same thing happening with money and finance through financial education. And even that link between money and finance and sustainability, it's definitely there. And sometimes it is projected upwards from the young people to, to their parents or carers. Yeah, it's great to hear that you, you're seeing that too. And that it's affecting change, because that's the important thing is that parents, families, businesses are, are, are listening and, and making those changes. So Zella's aim is to help business and schools to become more sustainable, which is you know, super important for, for not only our environment, but because consumers are increasingly more aware of, of which brands are sustainable and which ones are not. And that, as you alluded to earlier, that's affecting our spending habits in some cases. 
So how do you think we can start teaching children about those sustainable brands, um, you know, which are sustainable, which maybe aren't so sustainable, and at the same time, you know, not overwhelming them or scaring them too much, which we certainly don't want to be doing, but it is important that they have that awareness. So do you have any thoughts on how we can do that? Yes, I think there's a responsibility for people who are educating the children to understand it themselves and to have a uh, almost a database or, or a, an ability to reference material that um, helps people understand sustainability. I run obviously a business in sustainable products, mostly for businesses, but also for education. And the key thing that um, came out from a survey we did was that 78% of the people working in business really had no clue about what they needed to do to become sustainable. So education is a really, really key element in doing that. So so we're producing a product and the product fundamentally educates people about the actions that they can take. But it's important that um, the actions they take are relevant. So there's a plethora of information out there around the sorts of things, actions you can take to become sustainable. But it's becoming more and more obvious that um, if you focus those actions around the type of business or the type of environment that, that it's relevant to. So, for instance, a hairdresser might have a different set of actions that they take to become sustainable than a, a manufacturing company or, or, a, or a building company or a, a pub or a restaurant or a hotel. So having a specific understanding of what can be done that's relevant to a particular sector is really important. And that's a key element of what we're doing in Zellera, but it's a key element, I think, of actually making things sustainable in the industry and then making giving people the information about which they can actually become sustainable going forwards. Super. And did you mention earlier about a particular eco-friendly mark that could be looked for by consumers? Is that something that exists? There are several, actually. If you just look on the um, the bottles, you'll just see the words eco. Uh, usually you'll see that um, on a number of different bottles. But if you just read the literature on the, the components you're buying, the ones that are eco-friendly will be clearly marked for sure, uh, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you buy their products because of their eco or sustainable products themselves. I couldn't give you a one particular mark that everybody has. There are several marks and each brand takes its own position on that. So it's about us taking a look at those products and just checking that information, making sure that they are eco. And if we're willing to make that choice, even if they are maybe a little bit more expensive, that's what we ought to be looking for is that that kind of wording documentation, but not necessarily just one mark. Yeah, and, and have a go, you know, take the opportunity to, to buy some different products rather than just going with your standard brand, uh, perhaps, and see what you think. You know, it's a good education for the family. Talk to the family about it. I think it's an, an interesting thing to do you know is this uh, washing up liquid better than the previous one yeah it stimulates that conversation which i think is really important so we spoke a little bit earlier about the differences that do exist between young people and and maybe adults of our generation and in terms of some of the issues that are of significant importance and, and their mindset around those issues, I, I just wondered if you could give us just a little bit more insight as to the differences that you seem between the very young generation and the older generations regards sustainability. 
I'm an optimist, really. There's a, a lot of scare tactics and scaring information in the news and things, but I'm an optimist when it comes to what we can do about climate change and the opportunity. I see that uh, most people are learning about climate change and also what they can do about it. They're actually taking action or beginning to take action in this area. Governments are beginning to take action, but it's the groundswell of individuals taking action themselves that's the key to making businesses take note. Yeah, if you don't buy their products, and then they'll stop selling them for sure. They're a business. Uh, they want to sell their products. If you're not buying them, you're buying somebody else's, then they will change the products that they're selling. It's surprising how much power individuals have uh, to change businesses. And I think uh, the opportunity really for us all is to take responsibility and to look at the sustainable products uh, in a new light and then make some positive choices ourselves. And, and I think that will drive change for us and for uh, the sustainable future of our planet. You know, Zella has a product for small businesses. It helps them measure, understand and take action uh, and publicize their sustainability credentials. Interestingly enough, the biggest communication mechanism that we have for businesses is, is that they could take action, but nobody knows that they've taken action. So is there a way that they can take action that drives the publicity for their business? Can they make more business as a result? And so one of the key features that I think is important is that uh, we have the ability for businesses when they take action to be able to publicize that and tell everybody about it. It's really key. The other thing that's uh, happening in the industry is positives, you know, tell some positive stories about sustainability. Uh, you know, my son at the moment is working to get nuclear fusion. That's the uh, effectively a, a generator on Earth that uses the same mechanism as the sun uses to generate power. And if that works, it will produce abundant clean energy from water. So it's a really, really key technology that may well be with us in, in five or 10 years time. So there are lots of positive stories uh, that we should really teach the children as well about what we're doing. And I think that's as important as the negative stories that we talk about, but also talk to them about the future careers and that this can be a differentiator for them. And that's a really key reason for getting people to uh, take it seriously. Yeah, that's a really important point. The opportunities that exist for young people to work within this sector, they are huge and they have some, some real bearing on their futures. I also wanted to pick up just briefly on the, the learning. You spoke about young people learning more about sustainability. And I suppose where that learning is coming from is changing because it, it would have been from within the home or possibly school. But with access to the internet and social media in YouTube, etc., that influence is coming from all sorts of, of sources. And how, how do we support young people in validating what's accurate, what's not? You know, to your point about the negative stories, is there more that we can do on that front, do you think? Yes, I think we can. And I think it's the responsibility, uh, an opportunity really for teachers and for us at home to take a look at the information on the internet and then talk about it and then do their own calculations. You know, I talked about the calculations for the solar panel. You can do similar calculations on how much does it cost to make a cup of tea? And, and then you can look at the internet and find what information that they have on that. And so comparing and contrasting with real experiences, I think is really important in helping people understand the use of the internet, but not overusing the content there and then questioning the information that they're getting uh, in a practical way. You can easily work out if that's the right information or actually if there's some more negative information that probably needs parents and, and teachers to help them understand and manage that properly. Yeah, agreed. I think it's uh, validating information right now is a, a really important 
area and, and we see exactly the same for financial education there's a there's a lot being promoted through various channels that young people do have access to that not necessarily is is accurate or as accurate as it could be so i think being able to validate that in whichever way works for you is really important you mentioned previously that you support a lot of businesses i, I think there is intent to work with schools also and and you help them to reduce their carbon footprints and become more sustainable i wondered is there one main issue that you see happening over and over uh, a kind of recurring mistake that they make and one that if they change this they would save money and be more environmentally sustainable at the same time uh, great question there was actually a lot of things it was difficult to try and analyze one but i think the the main thing is that businesses really uh, they don't know what to do uh, simply they have no clue how to start being sustainable and perhaps the same is true at home you know do you really know how much your energy is costing do you know what the opportunities are have you researched it now there's a lot of conflicting information regarding uh, the energy prices and where to buy energy from and then whether it's green energy or whether it's greenwashed energy. In other words, it says it's green, but it's actually not. Uh, there's a lot of that that's going on in the industry. But the key thing is that 78% of our businesses, they, they don't know what it is to become sustainable. And perhaps it's even higher in households. They don't really know what actions they should take. So I think that the, the one key thing that if, if I was to ask, say one key thing, it's really uh, to get educated, to learn a little bit more about what sustainability means. And you'll be surprised at the changes that that can make. Uh, in your house or in your business. Uh, you know, I was talking to a, well, I shan't name them, but it was a very large hotel in Manchester the other day. And, and, and I said, well, do you know where your energy comes from? And do you know how much money you're spending? And yes, they knew how much money they were spending on their energy and they weren't sure where it came from. And when we analysed it, then we saved them £5,000 a year by going to a green energy provider. Uh, you know, there's really, really simple things that you can do if you put a little bit of time into it. And so I think the thing that I see time and time and time again is that people don't put the time into looking into sustainability. Uh, they don't treat it as important as it, as it needs to be. And it does pay back. It does reap rewards if, if they look at it. So that would be the one thing. Find out and an analyse your sustainability and do something about it and then measure the results and then tell your kids about it because that's really important. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. You're putting that time in. We all know that we should do it with various things, but I suppose life gets in the way sometimes and it's just making that space in order to do it. And if you do do that, not only do you understand and know more, but you may well end up saving yourself some money. There's so much more that we could talk about here and I know that we've we've got limited time, but I suppose would you say that that is exactly the same thing for, for households, for parents and families? If they're looking to reduce their carbon footprint, is it the same thing? Is it spending that time or is there anything that you could point to within a household rather than a business where there's actually quite a useful cost saving and benefit for the environment? Uh, yes, certainly. It's very similar. In fact, um, uh, houses, uh, we're all very busy and we're especially busy at home when we just want to relax when we get home from work quite often and you've got children to look after. I understand the time challenges on that. But I think if you use it as almost a game or uh, a thing that you can do with your children to be interested at home, uh, you will really reap the rewards and, and you'll probably learn a lot in the process. It's fairly simple things that you can do. Understand what your energy use is. Take a look at 
your energy bill. How many kilowatts do you use in a year? Uh, is that similar to your neighbours? Are you using more or less? And uh, how many washing machine cycles do you run every week? If it costs 80 pence a cycle in the washing machine, if you do five a week, that's 280 pounds something a year. If you did three a week instead of five, you could really save quite a bit actually. If you add them all up, you will find uh, significant savings. And, and I think it's good for you to do that, even if it's an education for your children to do that. I would really recommend that you take the opportunity to have a go. Yeah, breaking it down and looking at those things individually, that's some great advice. It's probably not something that many of us do do, but if we did it, I'm sure we would all be quite shocked and surprised. And actually, there'd be a considerable amount of money for us to be saving at the same time as um, supporting the environment. It has been fantastic speaking to you this morning peter and um, we really really appreciate your expertise and advice as part of this podcast and contributing into money heroes and, and that link between financial education and sustainability crucially important and something that we'll be working on for, for years and years and years to come so thank you peter oh thank you for your time russell and i appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and to really talk about the opportunities in sustainability as opposed to the negatives. It's really important for, I think, us all to get those messages across. Thank you. Well, that really was a great conversation with amazing insight to the link between financial education and sustainability. I hope we've provided you with some food for thought. I'm really looking forward to seeing the conscious decisions and changes children begin to make following our new storybooks and resources. Thank you to our guests and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Money Heroes podcast. If you'd like to share anything you've taken away from this episode, please visit moneyheroes.org.uk or get in touch at moneyheroes at y-m.org.uk. All the details are there. Until next time, goodbye. The Money Heroes podcast from Young Money, supported by HSBC UK. Available on your favourite podcast app. Please listen and subscribe.